You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Pete was just telling me, Pete Weatherburn, our vet, is a nice little story for tomorrow's date. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we, we won't wind up anybody today being the day ahead. But it's a good one, Pete. Um, well done. Uh, but here's one from Stan. I wonder if this falls into tomorrow's um, date. And it's uh, found a piece of old folklore about a cow in Delgany. It was a single cow from head to the shoulders and a double cow from the shoulders to the tail. Ask Pete the vet, is this possible? Or is it an ancient folklore tale? Well, it's theoretically possible because you certainly get some calves that are born you know, with two heads or with... They'll be around with two bodies um, and one head. It does happen occasionally, just kind of congenital abnormalities. Things have gone wrong in the womb. Um, but these animals rarely survive more than uh, a few hours or days or, or perhaps weeks. They don't grow to maturity. So the idea that there would be a full-grown cow of that type I think is really really unlikely sorry Stan yeah. moving along <laughs> uh, you mentioned microchip there's another bus yeah. there's another Dublin bus there, right. the bus the, are back, back not bus Erin I'm afraid that's still uh, affecting us here but the Dublin bus are back um, the microchipping yeah. that's a, an anniversary around this time yes um, it was the 1st of April 2016 that it became compulsory for all dogs in Ireland to be microchipped and so um like I was just saying, it's now, I'd say it's very, very rare for me to come across a dog that's not microchipped. Every pup, when you buy a puppy now, it has to be microchipped. Um, and if a dog ever changes hands, it has to be microchipped. Now, obviously, there are people uh, uh, avoiding the law, but that is the law. And so it's become very much, it's moved from being perhaps a voluntary thing that was done by maybe 30 or 40% of people to now a compulsory thing that's probably been done by... 80 to 90% of people. So there's a really positive step forwards. Not, I mean, it's great for farmers because it will help enforce liability for um, dog attacks on, on, on sheep. But as well as that, it's great for, for the animal rescue world because now no longer can you just abandon a dog and uh, with the expectation that you'll get away with it. You are now responsible for your dog. You're registered to that dog. And so, um, you know, you, you, you can't just... Uh, stray it as as used to be done, um, and so when when a dog is picked up by a dog warden and taken to the local dog pound, they'll scan the dog, they'll find out who the owner is, and they'll get onto them straight away. And the registers are they coming together? Or are they all still there's, different ones? No, there's four registers. Basically, I suppose as is the modern way, the government ten put out tender running the microchip register, and what that meant was that there were um, they they basically said, look, these are the parameters that. Anybody running a, um, a, a dog microchip database have to do. They have to have these particular standards. And there's four different um, companies that set up databases that comply with those standards. So people have a choice. There's competition in the market. You can choose which one you want to use. Um, okay. And, and the, uh, I mean, do you have to get a microchip and who's checking? Well, you have to have it done. Who's checking is a very good question. Um, the dog warden every every local authority has a dog warden and their job is, is is to keep an eye on any dogs that are causing trouble in their areas so dogs that are out wandering dogs that are not that are pooping without being scooped all of that sort of stuff um, and so they they would be the people who would check to see if a dog is is microchipped how much is that happening i don't know i think it's actually my impression is it's more a thing which 
rather than anybody going door to door, um, you know, listening for dogs barking and scanning them, rather than that happening, it's more that if a dog causes bother at all, um, then part of the process of, of sorting things out would involve scanning the dog to make sure it's chipped. And if it's not chipped, it's seen as a, I suppose, as a marker. Look, this dog isn't being properly, uh, responsibly looked after. It's just another, another, if you like, notch on, 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 on the list of things which aren't right in that particular situation and perhaps a mark against the person when it comes to a court case. Um, but there are still kind of anomalies going on it is a bit odd that you have a dog license system which is run by the Department of Environment and an entirely separate dog microchip system which is run by the Department of Agriculture and they don't meet in the middle at all and it just seems a bit weird, doesn't it? Okay, um, all right. But, but that's, I think it's because they wanted to have a big uptake of the dog microchip system and if they tried to tie it in with the license as well that would have deterred some people. So they basically are in the process of getting all Ireland's dogs on a microchip system and I would say some sensible Minister of Agriculture and Environment in the future, they should knock their heads together and sort out some, some answer to the whole um, silly idea of having two databases that are separate. Thanks very much indeed. Pete, Pete Weatherburn is our vet. He's from Bray Vet on Old Connor in Bray. If you want to have a chat with him there, he's got a separate section for cats as well, believe it or not, as well as all the other animals. And uh, he's got a website too, which is petethevet.com. Thanks for coming in, Pete. Thank you. Thank you.